Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 112 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. Today, we'll be discussing power versus placement, the contact on the ball of a forehand topspin, practicing your serve till it hurts, and we'll help one ping skiller decide if you should play in a tournament. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Good morning, Jeff. And uh, how are you this morning? It's... Yeah, I, I'm very good, thank you. Um, yeah, excited for another show. And, yeah, it is. Um, how about you? Yeah, yeah, all good. Great. Woke up, woke up on time. It's fantastic. Ready to go. There you go. Well, I um, I actually went for a run yesterday, Alois. Um, my blood pressure is a little bit high, so the doctor said I need to, you know, exercise more, lose weight, or I've got to start taking some medication. So I went for a big 10K run yesterday. Oh, 10Ks, that's good. I, um, when I was up in Alice Springs, I had a chance to uh, to do a lot of walking and jogging, and I, and I also got a Fitbit, got a Fitbit. Um, so that I've been using to uh, to track my steps. So last week I did 110 k's apparently, um, which I might add that your wife did in one day. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Just over one day in the end, but yes, she did. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Oh well, that's good. Nice, uh, nice use of the Fitbit there, Alois. Yeah, so yeah, getting getting fitter, like it's really important for us. It certainly is, indeed. All right. Um, the last Pink Skillers question of the day, Alois, was what is your best win? Do you have any stories for us? Uh, everyone talks about that match against the Italian, I reckon. You know, that's probably it. That's probably me. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. <laughs> that was a good win. We're gonna have to um put a link in the show to that. If you haven't seen it. Watch Alois oh. in fine form with a forehand everywhere. It's um, impressive table tennis. And what about you, Jeffrey? Oh, you know, I'm going to have to go with with the doubles at the Olympics. It's the first win for an Australian pair at doubles at the Olympics. Uh, myself and Brett Clark, yeah. And um, we were, yeah, you know, playing in front of a home crowd, everyone cheering. And so, yeah, it was really, really pleasing that win. Yeah, would have been, um, would, would, yeah, would have been a huge feeling, you know, playing in front of your home crowd. Yeah, exactly, because you don't normally play in front of heaps of spectators. And here with the Olympics, it was like thousands of people. The stadium was packed. And, you know, I, I actually think it really helped us get over the line in the end because the, the second set was pretty close. And I think they got a bit nervous. And uh, we managed to just sneak over the line 22-20 in that second set. Back in the old days when you played up to 21, Alois. <laughs> yes, that was a good win indeed, Jeff. <laughs> indeed. Um, so, yeah, the Ping Skillers question of the day is, how would you describe your playing style? So head on to the website, go to pingskills.com, click on the blog link, you'll find this show, and leave a little comment to say, yeah, um, how would you describe your playing style? Interested to hear your thoughts. Now, um, Talking about doubles at the World Championships, Alloys, the Australians have snuck in and been seeded number 18, only one behind Timo Boll and Ma Long. So that's the pairing of David Powell and uh, Kane Townsend. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing, really. Um, I think um, 
it, so they, they've obviously earned some points uh, from the Oceania Cup, the recent Oceania Cup um, championships. And I think the previous one as well. Yeah, and the, I, I, I think the, the real um, problem here is that, you know, Bowl and Marlong haven't been seated that high. I reckon they're a, a pretty good chance. And being seated down at number 17, I, I don't know. I don't think they're the... Um, only the seventeenth best team in the in the in the tournament. So, uh, yeah. so it's quite interesting here, Alice. Because what do you do? Do you just get someone to see them based on their own thoughts? I mean, that's open for a lot of interpretation, and then you get a lot of people coming up and saying, "Oh, well, you know, why'd you do this?" You know, or yeah. do you just put some rules in place and follow those rules and give the points accordingly, and then come up with the seeds? Yeah, it's all. I mean, it's always difficult, isn't it? I mean. You know, probably the human mind, you know, we, we process so many things to think about um, uh, who we think would be better. Um, and it's hard to put that down in a program or on paper, isn't it? I mean, mm. Zuzi and Zhengzi Kerr are only seated seventh as well, just just behind Kuzmin and Blas, Blasov from, um, from Russia. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, if we look at that, we see, well, I, I know who I'd rather play. But um, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to actually put that down into into some solid, you know, programming or or uh, or logic on paper. Yeah, and I guess I guess the advantage of going just with the logic is that that's the seeding, and there's no arguments about it. I mean, I know that in the tennis they just use like a rolling twelve months. So if someone's injured for six months, they kind of miss out on a lot of points, and they come back in seeded quite low and have to work their way back up through. Um, that's just how the system works. So I don't know. Anyway, if you've got any thoughts, leave a comment and let us know what your thoughts are about the seeding process for the World Championships, especially with the doubles. Yeah, and do you do you think that Bowl and Marlong are a chance? Yes, or are they really the number 17th seed? Are they the 17th best team in the world? All right. Um, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, we're all looking forward to that. And... As we mentioned the other day, Alois, you have got some secret plans that might help those Aussies beat uh, Ma Long and other Chinese people. So we've got some, you know, secret advice coming out very shortly. I'm looking forward to, to seeing what tactics you're going to use or help the Aussie, give the Aussies to beat the Chinese. Yes, we will see. We will see tonight. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Uh, should we move on to some questions? Are you ready, Alois? I'm ready. All right. Okay. First up, we've got one from Ilya who says, I recently changed my tactics from playing with power to playing with placement. But once in an open rally, making a placement decision takes time. So I can't make a full swing for a topspin. How can I start playing topspins with placement instead of hits? Yeah. So I think it needs to be a little bit more instinctive, Ilya. Um, So it's not a matter of, I'm going to, Oh, there he's over there. I'm going to play the ball there, or I'm going to. It's you. You need to start to um, become a little bit more instinctive as to where you're going to place the ball. So don't don't try to process it too much. Just play. Um, you'll see where the other player is. You'll see where the ball is. Just track the ball. Um, peripherally, you will see the other player. Just play. Just just have a swing, um, and you'll you'll make some mistakes as to your placement, but it'll get better. So don't try to process it too much, you know, like play there, play there, play there. Just just swing at it to start with. 
Yeah, that's interesting. And I kind of get what you're saying there, Alice. It's, you've got to be instinctive. But to start with, if you're not instinctive, it's a little hard to to think, oh, how can I be instinctive? And I guess we've talked about this before. It's a bit like driving a car. When you first learn to drive a car, you're like, there's so many things you've got to do. The steering wheels, the blinkers, there's another car coming. Am I going to be able to miss it? And it's, it takes your full concentration. And then once you've been driving a few years, you drive somewhere and you don't even remember driving past the whole section. So here, when you're first thinking about this placement, it it's hard to be instinctive. Have you got any tips or is it just a matter of just playing over and over and over until you suddenly are able to do that? Yeah, I, I, it, it's definitely practice um, and it's definitely just allowing yourself, allowing yourself to play. Um, you know, before a match, you can um, have some ideas in your head. So you understand that when you play against Jeff, okay, you need to top spin to his backhand. Um, so, so in the back of your mind, you've got those thoughts. But in in the rally situation, I mean, if if Jeff's sitting on his backhand and waiting there, then instinctively you'll need to start to think about playing the ball um, over to his forehand side. So. Yeah, it, it, it's just a, a learning process and a process that will come um, after a lot of practice and just a lot of playing. And that's why, you know, another reason that this game takes so long to to master. Indeed. And I guess in, in those rallies, you really don't want to be consciously thinking too much. You want it just to be all flowing and happening automatically. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Um, you know, initially, initially, as I said, you can have you can have your basic ideas and thoughts, but um, eventually, yes, it needs to just flow. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Ilya, and hopefully that has helped you out a little. All right. Now, um, David Levy Alois has jumped online and asked: Is there any substitute for table tennis glue? Um, it- Legally, no. So, I mean, the, the water-based glue is the glue that you'd need to use. And I think uh, that's you, you should just stick to that. I mean, you can try other glues, but the problem will be that some might stick too hard, some might not stick at all, enough. So uh, if it sticks too hard when you try to take the rub, rubber off again, you're going to ruin it. Um, if it doesn't stick, then you have a problem. Um, yeah, the, the, the table tennis glues are, are manufactured um, with the right composition to be able to, you know, just stick the stick the rubber on um, effectively enough and and not too hard. So Brilliant. yeah, yep. In the in the old days, in the old days when you were allowed to use speed glue, um, players just used um, the rubber tire glue. So um, you know, go down to your tire manufacturer um, or tire um, place that they put tires on your on your car and change tires. Um, and um, there were there were little uh, bottles of green or blue, or uh, you, I think we used to use the green um, tip top glue. Um, so that works really well, but it's illegal um, because it has the um, the uh, solvents in it that you're not allowed to use anymore. Yeah, exactly. And there was a lot of debate over the health aspects of that. I guess which is one of the reasons why they banned all that. So. Yeah, so we recommend, uh, David, just sticking to the water-based table tennis glues. I mean, you don't need to use them very often. You don't need a lot, so they're not that expensive. So it just makes sense. Just get the water-based table tennis glue, use that, and you'll be fine. All right, thanks for the question, David. 
All right, next up, Alois, is a question from Muhammad. And Muhammad says, in the forehand topspin against block, do we purely brush the back of the ball, keeping the start and finish positions and the angle closed? Or is the contact something between hitting and brushing at the same time? Yeah, so the, the actual contact will depend on the type of ball that's coming to you. So if there's a lot of topspin on the ball, then you might want to close the racket face over a little bit more to counteract that topspin. If, if it's a flat ball, you might uh, have that sort of contact. Um, if there's backspin on the ball, then you want a more brushing and a lifting lifting contact on the ball. So it, it really depends on the type of ball that's coming to you. Um, th- there's always, though, a mixture of hitting and spinning. So, um, yeah, and so it's just a trade-off between how much flatness and how much brush you're getting on that um, on that contact. So it, it always just depends on the ball that's coming at you. Yeah, and I guess we talk about that in our forehand topspin video a bit, Alois. You know that you need some topspin to get the ball to dip on. So, and and neither's wrong or right if you're getting the ball on the table. You can hit it a bit flatter or a bit more topspin, and depends what you're going for. You might want a slower topspin just to mix things up, in which case you'd brush it a little more. You might want a faster one where you'd hit it a little bit more. So I guess, you know, a good thing to do is probably just get out on the table and practice um, hitting it with slightly different contacts and just getting used to the different feel and what works for you. Yeah, and again, you know, an- another reason why the game's so interesting because you can you can do all these different types of things and have all these different types of contacts um, and the ball can still go on the table, but you're getting different types of shots yourself. So, yeah. Great game, this table tennis. Great game. Absolutely. Well, thanks for the question, Muhammad. And, yeah, get out on the table and practice a few variations and, and get used to the feel and, and the different effects of the different contacts. Next up is a question from Steve. And Steve says, I bought my ball collection net and I've been practicing my serves as much as possible. The first day I uh, received it, I must have served 1,000 balls. But today I noticed that my left shoulder is sore. Yes, I'm a lefty, but am I doing something wrong? Um, Steve, probably not. Probably it's just an overuse um, injury. Um, you just you, The muscles in your shoulder just aren't used to, to doing that action um, so often. I mean, d- don't overdo it. That's, that's the thing. Don't, uh, yeah, don't get it to a stage where you, where you can't move your arm and that sort of stuff. So, you know, whereas it's great that you're practicing so much, just think about um, just managing a little bit. I mean, if you if it is really sore for, for a while, then you probably need to go and see someone. But it's probably just muscular. So, um, yeah, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. Yeah, that's good news. And I guess you should just work your way up maybe to, to the 1,000 serves. So maybe start with 100 a day until you, you get a bit more used to it. Yeah, it's always difficult though, isn't it, Jeff? When you get something new like that, you just want to use it and use it, and you're just like so so keen to uh, to use it. So yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard, but um, yeah, just try to be just try to be you know a little bit more uh, um, temperate about uh, the amount of serving. It is hard now. Just on the serving, Alice, a, a sore a sore shoulder, a sure shoulder. Try and get it right. A, a sore shoulder now. Should you be using your shoulder very much or should you be trying to use your um, forearm and wrist more and 
you know, could you be tensing up here and is it better to be relaxed? Just a few tips on serving for us, Alice. Yeah, it, it, you probably can relax this a little bit. So so often with the pendulum serve, you, especially if you're a little bit shorter, you need to get that um, the bat up uh, reasonably high. Um, so that's that's probably the, the movement that is causing that pain here in the shoulder. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can relax it a little bit, try to relax it as much as you can and, and lift your lift your bat up higher. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's probably something that we can do to um, to to help uh, with that soreness as well. But yes, it, yeah, it's, and for that yeah. that type of serving, is it is the which is the more important movement to be getting the bat moving fast? Um, it's the it's the relaxation here in the wrist and the and the forearm is the important part there. So Great. yeah, so. excellent. All right. Well, hopefully, Steve, um, you've just got a slightly sore shoulder from doing it too much. And, yeah, good to hear you've got the new net catcher and you're um, practising your serve heaps. I hope it's helping out. And I would like to know how many of our ping skillers can say sore shoulder ten times. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let us know if you can do it. So shoulder, 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 so shoulder. It's too hard, Alois. I give up. All right. Next question from Lucas. So the tournament is in two weeks from today, but I just found out that I'm able to compete in another tournament the week after. Should I sign up for that tournament too, or should I just play the first one? Also, do you have any tips? Um, yeah, so Lucas, I think um, enter, enter the other one. Um, I think playing tournaments is a really good eye opener for for a lot of players because you can um, get to see a wider range of players. You sometimes you often get to see um, some better players, get to play against better players. So yeah, go for it. Play, uh, play the other tournament. Um, as far as tips, just learn as much as you can. You know, get out there, just. Watch if you if you get a chance to see some of the even better players. Watch what they do. Um, see what type of serves they do. See what type of um, strokes they do. See how they move. Um, yeah, it's just a great experience. And you might meet new table tennis people, and um, you know, even find some new practice partners. So just use it. It's great. Tournaments are fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Get involved. Um, Alloys. People should go to our website, pingskills.com, where they can sign up for our free newsletter and we'll keep them updated with all sorts of great information in the newsletter, like the secret plan you've got for the Aussies to beat the Chinese, probably coming out later tonight. So if you're on the email list, you'll be first to know. Plus, we've um, we filmed a video on the forehand flick in HD, so that will be coming out soon. I've just got to make the final few touches um on my editing so yeah sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know when all the videos come out and there's also other great stuff on there there's the ping skills vault where you can record tactics to use against different players we've got lots of other good stuff for premium members so if you're not a premium member try that out you'll learn all about serving we'll give you a 52-week training course uh there's master classes that go along with that match strategy videos we've got everything covered so Try out our premium membership at pingskills.com. All right, Alois, well, that wraps up show 112. Um, Do you want to give any more information about this secret plan or are you just going to stay quiet for the moment? 
<laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And thank you, Alloys. We will catch you tomorrow and look out for this video on the secret plans of how Alloys is going to help the Aussies beat China. Bye. Bye Dave. Look out for it. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs> See you. Bye. <laughs>